Happy birthday to <laughs> Don't shake your head, Coach Case. Like, seriously, as if I wasn't going to let that news out. So just to pull back, the, a couple of weeks ago, it was Coach K's birthday, and it was a significant milestone as well. And he just didn't say a word to anyone at any time. And I found out the next day, and I was mortified. Well, I was reasonably upset that I hadn't actually acknowledged his birthday on that day. But Coach K called me just after 9 o'clock today. So um, lots of people making mention. Uh, big thank you to James Magnuson. Uh, not so much two buck chuck. But anyway, uh, it was mentioned a little bit earlier. So whilst it's WFH Wednesday, that's right, work from home Wednesday and wellness Wednesday, I trust everyone is feeling well. It's also my birthday, which has led to our talk topic. That's not the talk topic that you are thinking. So we'll get to that very shortly. G'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, what have I been on the breakfast show with Brandy? Doesn't that knock you around? Anyway, <laughs> however you are listening, Essie, and welcome to, to our very broad house of worship. We're doing it all thanks to our great friends, Alex, and the team at SBS Fence. Remember, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Go to sbsfence.com.au. Massive program coming up today. Very shortly, the Newcastle Jets uh, Football Club Executive Chairman, Shane Matiski. So I know Shane, he's a good fella, former interim NRL CEO. So the club is up for sale. So if you've got any coins down the back of the couch, let us know. That, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, Newcastle Jets up for sale. So we'll have a chat to, to Shane about that. We'll get a score update from Coach K. The analyst is on. He's very excited. He's heading down to Melbourne for the Kiwis up against the Kangaroos on Saturday night at Amy Park. We'll talk about that and many other things in the world of rugby league. We'll get Afternoons Amplified with Coach K. We'll reigning Australian funny car champion, Morris McMillan. Funny car, drag racing. All right, drag racing. That's what it is. Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport as well. Uh, two o'clock, Flock, your chance to have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, then the world-famous Who Am I? Has the Who Am I been going off over the last couple of days in my absence? I'm, yeah, getting double thumbs up from Coach K. So there you go. We can look forward to that. And then, of course, your chance to have your say via the open line, 0457-736-736. couple of prizes up for grabs today. Best caller gets the $100 cash, all thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. Then, of course, if you've got the best text message, you get the Signet Boost Power Bank valued at just under $50. That's going to keep your phone, tablet, earbuds, anything else, socky, powered 24-7. And the Who Am I? Well, this is a great prize, fantastic prize. And I think Coach K puts this great prize there just to ensure that he gets lots of replies to his questions, the, the Who Am I? Uh, tickets for you and three mates to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens. That's Saturday, the 4th of November. Uh, and if you do want to go anyway, and you don't think you know who the Who Am I is, uh, tickets at theraces.com.au. All right, let's get stuck into it. Nico Hines will play Australia. Year he has had. First person he's called, not his dad, Mick, called his mum, Julie, who apparently during the course of his uh, career uh, and even beforehand had always said, you'll play for Australia one day. Think about that message that was subliminally being put into Nico Hines' head. So uh, fantastic about that. Remember, he's made his State of Origin debut this year. Now he's going to make his debut for Australia. Came third in the Dally M, a Dally M which he had won 
the year before. So I know a lot of people were thinking that Nico Hines didn't have the greatest year of all time, but State of Origin debut, Kangaroos debut coming up on Saturday and then third in the Dally M. And it all augurs well for the Sharkies in 2024. But here's Nico coming from inside Camp Kangaroo. Mal is someone who's instilled a lot of confidence in me already and I've only been with him for a couple of weeks and um, he backs me and the, the coaches and the players who back me and give me confidence, is, they're my favourite people to be around because I'm someone who likes getting confidence and like getting backed by the, their peers and their coaching staff. The happiest I've been in a long time, so just really grateful for this chance. Isn't that interesting? And, and is that Mal Meninga's special power is that his superpower and you know as listeners we've had the opportunity to have Mal Meninga on the throwdown on a Thursday throughout the course of this year's NRL season and I for me the overwhelming thing that came through was the incredible belief Mal Meninga had in himself and the incredible belief that he instilled in everyone else I reckon we saw it firsthand listeners and to hear Nico Hines say about Mal Meninga I thought was Absolutely significant. So there you go. Great news for Nico Hines on that one. Uh, Jacob Kiraz. So this is interesting, isn't it? Jacob Kiraz, uh, he's re-signed. We saw this a couple of couple of days ago that he's going to extend his time with the Bulldogs uh, through to the end of the 2027 season. Six tries in 19 games. But I reckon there was a couple of games in those 19s where he was absolutely outstanding. Had some challenging times during the course of the year as well. His brother, Joseph was diagnosed with leukaemia. Here's his thoughts uh, on the support that he got from the Bulldogs club. I was in shock and I remember I went to training the first day after it happened because I, I didn't know what to do. And then I remember, yeah, I, um, out of nowhere, you know, I broke down and then Siro came and I told him what happened. He said, go home. I want you to hang out with your brother. You know, that's your family's always number one. I had, um, you know, Siro and Gus coming to my house um, and seeing if I'm all good, you know, having a coffee, just checking up on me. They sent flowers to my, my family just to make sure, you know, my mum and dad and all my siblings are all right. And they didn't rush me coming back at the train. They just said, come here and then when you're ready. Yeah, so there you go. Jacob Kiraz, um, no real surprise around that. I think uh, a lot of clubs do it. We don't hear about it at all. But uh, no surprise to hear that it's happening still at the Bulldogs. And just on that, Carl Olawapu, he's going to uh, talk to Anthony Minicello, James Tamo, Matt Scott and Joey Leilua for inspiration. He's got this career-defining neck surgery that he looks like he's going. I think Gus suggested that he get himself a second opinion. Uh, same, I've actually had that same surgery, very delicate neck surgery. So uh, we wish him all the very best with that. Could be the end of his career. Uh, it could be the start of it. And you look at someone like, oh, I don't know Matt Scott and Joey Leilua, but I know Anthony Minicello and I've had a little bit to do with James Tamo and you cannot get more positive people. So really interesting, the feedback that Carl will get from those ex-players. Uh, is rugby league the biggest sport in Australia? That's what they're broadcasting over there in Las Vegas. Does it matter? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've got a little bite on the line. Don't we love a little bite on the line? Who's biting? Can I ask? Oh, it's former Victorian Premier, ex-Hawthorne President Jeff Kennett. That was easy. Kane Corns from the SEN stable, just called NRL Delusional. That was easy. I think Andrew Demetrio launched into it as well. This is this is fantastic. But what meant so is Australia's biggest sport rugby league. You know, um, crap. That's what Jeff Kennett said. Facts don't support the argument. Uh, as I mentioned, Kane Corn said delusional. Well, what metric are you using? What metric? So if you're looking at the highest annual revenues, no. Rugby league, not the biggest. If you're looking at the most attended sport during the course of a year, no. 
rugby league is it what about most juniors well do you want to couch touch footy and oztag because they are essentially playing a derivative of rugby league but anyway uh what about most watched on tv rugby league wins that so that is the biggest it's the most watched sport that doesn't sell too many tickets over there at allegiant stadium but uh if you think about what's the biggest sport well rugby league the nrl is the most watched sport on tv uh no mention in that daily telegraph article about annual revenues and, and what metric was being used because I guess the next question after that is, well, who's their biggest customers? And you say, oh, well, the two TV networks, that's Channel 9 and News Limited. Oh, so what do News Limited pay for the rights of the National Rugby League? Oh, we can't tell you. That's right. That's in commercial confidence. Every other league on the planet, on the planet, tells their constituents and everyone else what they're getting paid from the TV deals except in rugby league, work that one out. Jerome Luai looks like another offer coming in here. I reckon they've topped out here. The Penrith Panthers, $850,000 per season. But I was listening to Michael Chamis uh, earlier on the Matty White program. But when you take out the commissions for his new managers, Black Money Enterprises, 6%, then he's actually back to $799,000 if it's at 6%. So maybe there is less commission, as Michael Chamis suggested. Uh, and maybe they take more commission across a third-party deal. But uh, very interesting. You know what I also learned? That apparently the clubs now, or the players, allow the clubs to play the, pay the managers directly on a monthly basis. So it comes out, if they're on, let's say, Jerome Luai, a million dollars somewhere, and let's say it is Black Money Enterprises getting 6%, then divided by 12, they get the 940 Minus tax going the way of Jerome and the 60,000 going the way of Black Money Enterprises on a monthly basis, direct transfer. Apparently used to all happen in November, uh, the one lump sum payment to the managers in November. And then the players had no money for Christmas. So anyway, that's the way it works now. Uh, it is included in the cap. So Jerome Luai, uh, you would think, goes to the open market and has a little bit of a look around. But he's going to basically get the exact same amount of money unless unless a deal has been struck with Black Money Enterprises. England v Tonga. We'll get an update on sides there. It looks like Tyson Frizzell will play again. Wales, Australia, and Tonga are now the international rugby league teams that Tyson Frizzell has represented during the course of his rugby league career. I don't know that anyone's done more than three. Three international teams. So initially played for Wales, then, of course, played for Australia. Now playing for Tonga, Tyson, Brazil. We might have some breaking news for anyone over there in New Zealand who is listening at the moment about being able to watch England versus Tonga. We'll have that a little bit later on in the program. Getting away from rugby league, let's have a look at the cricket. Travis Head, does he come straight back in for the game against the Netherlands? Mitch Marsh. He said, well, that decision made this afternoon slash tonight. Uh, he's also had his say, Mitch, on what he thinks the uh, – how they should treat their opponents, the Netherlands. I think every game from here on is really important for every team that's in the World Cup. Um, we've seen some teams that have lost a couple. And as I said earlier, there's, there's no easy games in this World Cup. And yeah, whoever holds that trophy in a couple of weeks' time will be deserve a winners because – um, every game's high pressure. It's a World Cup. Um, you're playing in front of the amazing Indian fans that are so passionate, and it's been a great experience. But um, yeah, every game there's high pressure and high stakes. Dollar two. Australia. I heard the grab from heels in the news. Dollar two. 
Australia to beat the Netherlands. $13 to the Netherlands. That's at topsport.com.au. If Travis Head does come in and Marcus Labuschagne is left out, I will say this. What you need to do, and this is what I've been told by my cricket-loving friends, watch Travis Head in the field. Okay, batting is a separate thing, right? It's an important thing, but you think about the energy that Marnus Labuschagne brings in the field, and that might lead to a run out. It might lead to a, an improve, a save, you know, a, a saving of two runs, and then uh, all of a sudden the pressure feels like he's under uh, the batsman feels like he's under extra pressure. Watch Travis Head in the field. Uh, staying with cricket, Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark, they look like they might be in lots of IPL's Lucknow Super Giants. Guess who the coach is? That's right, Justin Langer is the coach of this side. So there's some speculation. He hasn't played in that tournament since Mar 2015. Mitch Stark. Apparently he's going to put his hand up to play. Tell me what I should do if Pat Cummins plays for Justin Langer at the Lucknow Supergiant. Like, literally, what should I do? Walk down Bondi, Bondi Promenade in a Mancuni. What? Give me a break. Give if If Justin, if Pat Cummins plays with Justin Langer as coach at the Lucknow Super Giants. Tell me what I should do. 0457 736 736. Walk the Bondi in a Mancuni is my early suggestion. All right, there's lots of news around Rugby Union and what their schedule is going to look like during the course of the next few years in the lead up to the 2027 Men's Rugby World Cup and also including the Rugby World Cup. And we can get to that throughout the course of of the afternoon as well. But given it's my birthday, thank you. Thank you. Yes, happy birthday to me. Um, athletes you admired. You know why Debbie Flintoff King always gets a mention? And that is because the 1988 Seoul Olympics hurdler gold medalist, who a week before her event found out that her sister, Nolene, had passed away, she reserved her hardest training sessions for Christmas Day and her birthday. And her sister passed away a week before that race up there in Seoul. What a mentally strong athlete. What a superstar. Underappreciated. Debbie Flintoff King is. I remember Gary Freeman telling me that he used to train on Christmas Day because he knew that no one else was. So uh, absolute legend. So there you go. The athletes you admired, and you better tell me why you would mock them. one uh, 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. All right, let's get ourselves to a break. After that, we're back with Shane Matiski from the Newcastle Jets. Stick around.